You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast. Your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome back to the Quality of Love podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of A Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen to us this evening. We have another love nugget to deliver you guys. And this one is about spotting weak points in your relationship whether that's with a partner or other individuals that you associate yourself with. If you happen to experience any of these characteristics or you know someone that has these characteristics within their relationship, there's a pretty good chance that their relationship will not be successful and you or them should go ahead and go your separate ways right now if you're not willing to work on these things. So number one is refusal to work on areas that they need to improve, right? So when it comes to refusal to work on areas that you need to improve, Examples could be lying, cheating, communicating. The one that I go to automatically, if someone's not willing to work on the love and apology language to effectively communicate with you, that's a huge red flag for me. Another major red flag when it comes to refusal to work on areas that you need to improve is refusal to go to therapy. Whenever a partner is refusing to go to therapy when I'm working with them, that's a red flag and that shows me that they may not be willing to work on areas that they need to improve. And if you go back all the way to our first episode, there's always an area to improve in life. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship. So if your partner is unwilling to work on areas they need to improve in their own lives in order to effectively have a lasting relationship with you, that's the number one point of weakness in a relationship. The second one is putting themselves above you at any chance they get. I coined this the stealing the spotlight syndrome. So if you've ever been with a partner that no matter what you accomplished, no matter what you achieved and you brought it to them, they always had to one up you and say, oh, well, I did this. Or back then when I was younger, I was able to do this. Another indication that there's a weak point within your relationship. And if you or your partner are doing that, eventually that's going to be a build resentment in the other person. The third weak point in relationships that I would say is unwillingness to step outside their comfort zone or unwillingness to make themselves look silly for you or for your relationship. That's a weak point in a relationship because that partner is typically used to someone being codependent upon them. So waiting on them to make the decisions, waiting on them to make the moves. When, as we said in a few episodes ago, we all want to bring our best self to the table, right? All relationships are not 50-50 They're 100, 100, so there has to be give and take from both ends. The fourth area is weak language or a weak mindset. So someone who says things like, oh, that's too hard, I can't do that, or I don't feel like I have the power to do that. Let me make it clear that I'm not saying this person is weak as an individual. What I'm saying is they use weak language, which makes it seem as if they're powerless. And as I said before, you are 100% in control of how you respond to any external forces. So no matter what happened outside of you, you are 100% responsible for the way you respond. And someone who uses weak language like I can't or I don't think I'm able to, 
those people don't feel like they're in control and ultimately they become inconsistent people or the people that cheat and lie and don't communicate in the proper ways. The fifth weak point in a relationship is a consumer mindset. So if one partner has a consumer mindset or I like to call these the energy sucking narcissists, these are the people that are always looking to get something out of you without giving much in return. So they're thinking, how can I maximize on this relationship without giving very much in return or without without opening myself up to much? And if you've ever been in a relationship where it just literally sucked the life out of you or you had felt like you were walking on eggshells when you entered the home, this is the type of relationship that you're in with a narcissist or an energy sucker. It's like every time you're around them, it takes that extra effort to even communicate or engage with them. The other really scary thing about being with an energy sucker or a narcissist is that sometimes you'll compromise yourself so much that you'll lose track of your authentic self and you lose track of the things that you actually enjoy, the things that you used to do prior to getting involved in that relationship. And this is important to be hyper vigilant about because the energy sucking narcissist knows that it's a part of their manipulation tactic. They're they're playing this role the whole time so that you can completely be dependent upon them and they can isolate you from your former world or the world that you've become accustomed to or used to. The sixth and final weak point in a relationship is the blame gamer. So if you guys have ever had that partner that blamed everything on someone else and took very little responsibility for their actions and for their life, that's the person that I call the blame gamer. And I faced some backlash in the past. So let me give this disclosure. I have compassion for people that have been through various traumas and experienced mass amount of trauma as evidenced by my confessions to our first episode there. But I think people have to realize that as you become older and as you become an adult, your excuses and all those reasons why you couldn't get things done, people tend to push those to the side and they're not heard and you become responsible for your own action. So like I said a few minutes ago, you are 100% responsible for the way you react to things. So if you keep blaming people and you keep looking at external sources as the reason that you're frustrated, then that means you're not mature enough to be in a relationship and you're also bringing weak points into the relationship. So those are six really quick ways to identify weak points within your relationship, whether that's, again, with a partner or someone that you have close to you. If you look at those areas and a other person or other party is displaying these behaviors, you might want to really, really reevaluate or look at that situation and determine if it's something that you want to keep putting your energy into and keep putting your effort into. Because at the end of the day, you are responsible for your happiness and your partner, significant other, friend or family member are responsible for their happiness. You can't carry both of, the, both of those burdens onto yourself. Feel free to hit us up with those questions for our big episodes on Wednesday at TQLP20 at gmail.com. Again, that email is TQLP20 at gmail.com. Or feel free to always hit us up in our inbox at the Quality of Love Podcast. As always, remember, the quality of relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love.